This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Alrighty, guys, we are so excited to welcome you to the Ops Authority Podcast. This is an episode that I I know people are going to love because we, the people who show up here to listen to this every single week, are always very curious. It's one of our most powerful traits that we have that makes us a really amazing and powerful operator. But that curiosity that we're going to peek into today is looking at how Greta shows up in the business and as a partner to Zach Harlow. So, We've already gone through the intro. I am so excited to welcome you guys to the podcast today. Yeah, it's good to be here. Hi, thanks for having us. Yes, Greta. Greta, what round were you in? 12. 12, that's what I thought. I just finished up, but no shortage of things to be doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the life of an operator. That's why we are always employable, Greta. (laughs) All righty, Zach, let's start with you. Give us a little rundown of your business and what you are up to today. We have got a pretty unique way that we look at doing insurance. Like we take the most sexy topic on planet Earth, which is insurance, the most affordable topic on planet Earth, which is insurance. (laughs) And we somehow managed to take that thing and make it a little bit more simple. We do employee benefits and work with small to medium-sized businesses all over the country and Got a pretty good sized sales team. And our tagline is we cure the pain of employee benefits because we feel that, quite frankly, if we're just all being honest, insurance sucks. Nobody really understands how the heck it works. It's extremely complex and convoluted. And yet, it's the one thing that most of us spend probably a fairly significant portion of our take-home pay on outside of maybe our mortgage. And if you're a business owner, it's your second highest expense outside of your payroll. So We feel that we truly need to cure the pain of employee benefits by simplifying this whole thing down. And that's what we do. Yeah, I love that. This is such a big topic. And we were talking a little bit offline, but as operators, one of the things that we're looking at as the businesses that we support continuously scale and add more people and want to become more viable and attractive to you know, these folks that are leaving with the Great Recession or Great Repositioning, however you want to look at it, you know, benefits yeah. is becoming one of those things that just gets a little bit more attention than it was three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. I mean, when I came into this world seven years ago, when I say this world, I mean, as an entrepreneur and running a business by myself as a solopreneur seven years ago, it was not even an expectation that I would look for benefits in the potential relationships or business relationships that I would have. When I'm talking about benefits today, I'm talking about, as Zach just described, I'm really looking at employee benefits and health benefits. So not necessarily the fringe benefits that all of us have come to love and demand, which is that in paid time off. But from an employee perspective and a health perspective, I mean, it, it just makes your business 
it takes it to the next level. And as you expand your business, you get to the point where you, it really is going to be a part of the puzzle. It's going to have to be out there. So I see your business being able to explode even in greater, in a greater capacity than you, than what you've built it to today. So I'm excited for you guys. And also, as I told you guys beforehand, I spent a lot of my time in HR. I did not have a background in HR at all, but I really moved from the HR within the HR department from like a wellness and a project management capacity into true HR, a true HR discipline. And that was benefits. So I spent a lot of my corporate time in benefits, but we will not nerd out on any of that because Zach is much more up to date because health benefits as sexy and boring and necessary as they are, they do change quickly. So I know I'm out of the loop there. All right. So your team, you mentioned that you've got a pretty sizable uh, sales team. Tell me about the other assets or resources on your team. Yeah. I mean, fairly typical, I would think. we got a VP of ops, obviously Greta, VP of sales that handles the sales aspects, uh, VP of marketing that's taking care of a lot of our inbound and outbound lead gen, lead nurture type processes, and then all the support staff that handles all of those different aspects we got, we do a lot of digital marketing. Uh, so we're essentially building a digital marketing team in-house Good. from video editors to funnel builders to website creators to automations and all that stuff and coaching. And here's how to use your tech and here's how to, you know, make it work for you. And here's how to use the lead gen system. So a lot of how to's as well. Yeah. So it sounds like you've got a pretty complex organization necessary, but you've got it set up to where they have departments and different unit functions, which is what we recommend once you get to a certain size. That makes me think, how long have you been in business? (laughs) I've been in this exact vertical space, I guess, for almost 20 years. Okay. And in 2019, got out of the traditional role. In fact, I built one of the larger Aflac operations in the Western United States. And in 2019, we retired completely out of that decided to go fully independent and build what we believe is the answer to curing employee benefits for small to medium-sized businesses and making it where it's actually understandable and affordable for employees to be able to use. Like our health insurance in this country is so freaking screwed up. And uh, I think the bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. And so we have a massive opportunity in front of us. In order to achieve that opportunity, Natalie, we had to go about I had to go a little bit on a CEO journey, if you will, of understanding or learning that what I had done for 16 of those 19 years or something like that was great, built some big organizations, but it wasn't going to get us to where we wanted to go. And that that entered, it's time to actually sit down and figure out what is this team? Honestly, what we're building right now is the team that we believe we're going to need in 2030, not 2022. Fantastic. And now it's bringing that back to 2022. And it was easy for me. I'm very, very, very blessed in that Greta has been part of my team and worked for me in some capacity for 15 years, maybe a little more. I tapped her on the shoulder seven, eight months ago, and I said, hey, here's what the vision is. Here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to do. And I need a director of operations. And she's like, okay. And (laughs) like, I think that's you. (laughs) Awesome. And which is how we found you. And then one thing led to another, led to another. And now she is our certified director of ops and took a lot of stress and headache off my plate. And now we're continuing to build out the rest of the org chart 
between now and when we have all the seats on the bus filled. Fantastic. Greta, let's turn the spotlight to you for a second, which I'm sure you just love that being a director of operations. We're usually like, ah, let the CEO have the spotlight. But but just for a second, give the audience a little bit of a background on you, kind of what who Greta was in that 15-year journey, where your skills, where your abilities were, and what you were doing prior to this version of, of where you are. Sure. I had been a like a VA for Zach is how it started off. So that worked really well for my schedule and staying home with kids and raising kids and all that. And just as we grew and Zach had less time to deal with stuff, I took over more of that VA business, training people, training new VAs, basically running that side of things. So he didn't really mess with it at all because he was off doing his stuff and growing and doing more sales side. And I just handled the back end of the VAs. And then, like you said, a couple, almost a year ago, it was like, hey, you want to go to this program and learn how to be a director of ops? And I was like, sure, because organization and all that came real easy. But I didn't have the business backside. I didn't know what a KPI was and how they related to strategic objectives and why you needed a mission, vision, and value and how all that builds and what the foundations of that are. So it really allowed me to enter into that business world kind of, and to be able to ask Zach more questions like, do we have an org design chart? You know, how does that look? Like in just asking better questions and really digging into like, do we have a mission? Oh yes, we do. Here it is. Oh, okay. Thanks for sharing it. Cause he had it just, we never talked about it. So it gave me just a lot of resources and things to like, I just didn't know that that existed. So it was really helpful in teaching me those tools. Awesome. Well, I must say that you are a gold star student. (laughs) You were very engaged, showed up, did the work and always asked really good questions. So that is always appreciated. And I think that our, our greatest, you know, the students who have the greatest benefit from this, whether they're business builders or employees, you know, that's obviously, it's no surprise, but that is exactly what it takes to get the best out of this program. So thanks for being that. Zach, when you, I know we were introduced from a mutual friend and that's how you had learned about the certification program. What about the program and Greta, when you were thinking about the program and you were like, Ooh, Greta should go through this. What was it that you were hoping she was going to come out with? (laughs) The real answer is I was told, Hey, Natalie's got a great director of ops training program. And I was like, she does. I need a director of ops. Hey, Greta, check into this thing. And if you want to do it, I'll pay for it, but you just got to do it. And that was the extent of it. So I didn't, Good. I, to be candid, didn't really look at a lot or read a lot. It was just, I know what I need. And I, I will say this, I want to follow up on what Greta just talked about with KPIs and mission vision and all that stuff. You know, it's been interesting watching her progression. I mean, we, she's worked in an administrative support capacity for the better part of that 15 years and watching the way that she's leaned in hard over the last, oh, about a year now, almost a year learning how to step into that role and and learn the business side, not just the administration side has been has been fascinating to watch. And it's been quite fun because she has realized and I have realized how much we did not communicate about with, with our back office team. We just really didn't communicate a lot about the business or the sales side of the aspects. It's been really, really fun for me to realize, you know, for us to build what we want to build over the next several years, it really doesn't matter what seat you're on the bus. If you're on the bus, man, we want you to be familiar and aware of what sales does to support back office and what back office does to support sales and how marketing affects both of them. And 
really a truly cohesive unit so that every single person on the journey with us understands not just the mission, not just the vision, but how their KPIs ultimately affect every other single piece of the organization. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun watching Greta lean into that transition. Yeah. I mean, we specialize in transformations around here. So that is a word that always sticks with us. And that's what we aim for. And it's not necessarily, I always say transformation feels like such a big word. It's like, it does feel very, very big and lofty, but truly everybody who goes through the program is a different operator six months down the road. And and a lot of times there's some personal changes that go along with that. One, because of time and, and time has a way of doing that. But second of all, as you're evolving in your professional world, it does trickle over into your personal. And sometimes that's in the area of boundaries and things that we don't necessarily specialize in as an operator, but it becomes a, a great side benefit. And so, absolutely, yeah, I love that. And of course, there's the reciprocity back into the business if that's something that you take away. Greta, as you were going through the curriculum, how did you, from an employee's perspective, you know, when we learned a module, did you apply the module or did you kind of take it all in and then have another approach to integrate it into the business? No, I think I applied it as I went along. When we first started, you know, as we went through the modules like mission, vision, and value, we had to talk, hey, do we have that? Do what is our mission, vision, and values? Let's talk about that and show me that. Like, what is benefit doctored? Where are we going? And, and stuff like that. And then he shared a whole Google file of stuff he already had in place. I'm like, oh, so it helped bring up a lot of conversations. I feel like I had a, an advantage because I already had my visionary CEO. I mean, I had him. I just needed to know how to support him. Yes. So that was kind of fun. I was able to really apply as we went along, you know, when we got to the org chart stuff and how to do HR and how all that works. When we talked about goal setting and I could think about, okay, these are what KPIs are. How does that relate to our business? What are some goals that we can set? Are we setting the right goals? Things like that. It was fun and easier, I feel like for me, because I already had a business I was working in. And I feel like since Zach is the one that brought it up to go and do the DOO program, I feel like it was a lot easier because it wasn't something I had brought up and said, oh, I think we need this. He knew we needed it. And I was yeah. able to grow into that role. From all of the content that you learned here, what was the content that made the biggest change for you when you applied it into the Benefit Doctors? I'm going to go with the KPIs and KRAs and how to really relate that back to what the overall objectives of the business are. Good. Just knowing, you know, even from little things like what's your open rate on your emails and, and some of it, you know, what's your conversion rates and just knowing that those things like you could track those things and how to make cute little slides, you know, and make them if you wanted to bring them up in a meeting and say, here's where we're going and a growth chart. So I think that was probably the biggest module takeaway. Yeah. And how all that related back to those strategic objectives reoccurring, like just bringing it up and keeping it in the forefront of what is our big goal? Because a lot of times I think you can get stuck in the woods where you're just like, oh, should we do this or should we do that? And we kind of have, we've done that a couple of times. We're like, we just need to make a decision, you know, like let's just go with one and stick with it. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll do it again next month or next time. Right. Let's just make a decision and go with it. Yeah. And measure it until we have a, a see what happens, you know. Right. Measure it and see what what don't overthink it. You can think about it, but don't overthink it. Just 
let's just pick one and do it and see how it works. Yeah. And the thing with KPIs, it's one of those daunting things. You know, we ask every operator who comes into our program to rate themselves in the particular areas that we're going to be teaching on, kind of like a pre and a post. And at the beginning, that is the lowest rated area. And it's so wild because a lot of us are intimidated by the perfectionism of a KPI. Did I get the right KPI? Are we measuring it correctly? Do we have the data? Is this the right decision? How am I going to guide the CEO with this information? And the reality is one of our core gifts and innate skills that we have is in curiosity. And it's really hard to have a wrong KPI. You just have to know that those KPIs are going to change over time. I mean, something like financials, those stay pretty steady because we know that we want revenue, we want profit margin, we want to contain costs, those kinds of things. But In other facets of the business, I mean, if your product suite changes, if your team changes, if your marketing changes, you know, of course your KPIs are going to change. But one of the most empowering things to me, even in my journey, was I always, in my corporate career, I always looked at data. I was interested in the data. I wasn't the one pulling it together. I wasn't the one assigning the KPIs. And so when it came time for me to do that and apply that into small business, because I didn't have 600 people to help me do this at this point, right? It was like, oh my goodness, this isn't really that hard. And it was so empowering for me as an operator to step in in a greater leadership capacity because I was the one that was identifying the KPIs. I wasn't just looking at the reporting, which is definitely gratifying for sure as well. But I think that's a skill that a lot of us have. And I'm really excited to hear that you, that that was the piece that you kind of carved out and said, hey, this is not only am I going to learn all of these other five areas, but this is the one that's going to have the biggest change and empower you to be even a greater leader inside of Zach's company. Zach, from your perspective, what is the greatest change that you saw in Greta? I know you mentioned change, but is there a particular area or a particular project or an attribute that you would point out? Yeah, just the conversations changed dramatically. I would say over the last four or five years, the area of responsibility that she had in back office, she was completely running 100% the back office start to finish to the point where I was able to essentially 100% let go of all of our back office operations. And I'm talking about from hiring to firing to payroll to standard operating procedures. I guess we accidentally started her as a director of ops a few years ago and didn't know we were doing it. But our conversations really had not evolved much past, hey, Zach, I need to hire somebody else. Okay, hire him. Do you want to talk to him? No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was That was pretty much the extent of our business conversation. And now leaning in. I mean, I remember, I remember when she must have been going through the module of KPIs and KRAs and job descriptions. And when she got on the call with me and was asking me about some of this stuff, I think I remember the look on her face was like, you know what a KPI is? You already have those? And I'm like, oh, hun, let me show you. Like, here's the KPIs I track. Here's the KRA. We call them in our world, I call them a 4R doc. We want to know every single person that works on the team what is their role? What is the responsibility? What is the requirements of the role? How do we know they're successful in the role? What areas are they measured for and against? And I did not realize how much I was going to be able to then lean back. I mean, that that was an eye-opening call and conversation. I'm like, man, my ops, I thought my ops was going to just take some of the pressure and the stress and, and essentially help manage the 800 different moving projects that are going on. But 
it sounds like there might be more strategy involved. And to have Greta lean in on a strategy component of the business was not something that that was a added benefit that I didn't know was even going to come about. Yeah. And when you have a structure like you do, Zach, with marketing, operations, delivery, that kind of a structure, there needs to be somebody outside of you that's holding it together so that you do have that communication that you mentioned earlier. And I think as we grow businesses, you know, as CEOs, we hold a lot of that responsibility and we just think that's the way it has to be, right? I'm the person who knows this. I'm the everything, not even that you want to be, right? But just by nature of leading the company and doing this, you know, we stair step to get here. It's not like we wake up one day and have a a complex, you know, sales team, an amazing operations team, et cetera. So as we're doing that, just the old version of us just kind of hangs with us. And all of a sudden we are the hub. And I believe that that is the perfect time to bring in somebody. A lot of times people are like, oh, I want a second, a second me, or I want a right hand, or I want an operations person, whatever you call that person. I want that person. And they, they look for that because they're exhausted, because they're physically overwhelmed, exhausted, and frustrated with the situation. If we can get ahead of that and really start to see it as we need somebody else to be a strategic partner so that I'm not the only person holding all of this and let them work their magic. Because these are true. I mean, it's crazy to think, but these are the things that we love to do. These are the things that we have been doing. And one other thing I want to point out is when we're identifying people to come into our program, we're looking for people, catch this, who are ready to move into a yes, maybe role versus a yes, sir, or a yes, ma'am. And it sounds like Greta has taken that exact same path. And, and I did too, in my career where I was so capable of doing the things I was so capable of coming in. And if you said you wanted to hire somebody, I could figure out a system, I could put a system together and I could execute it. But I I didn't push back and say, well, Zach, are we sure we have the right person? Is this the role? How do we see this person growing? Like we didn't have deep conversations like that because I just took the order and went. And I call that a yes, sir, or a yes, ma'am person. And we need those people in our businesses, by the way. Like that's a have to have. That's That's a foundational layer of a company as you continue to build it. But as we evolve and as you evolve, as the company evolves and it expands and definitely in that pre-scale and scaling phase, you have to look around and say, I don't want to just be giving orders or tasks. I want someone to sit next to me and make sure and give me confidence that I'm making better decisions, wise decisions. And that's where we get the yes, maybe. That's where we're bold enough. We have enough strategy. We have enough tools in our tool belt to stand up and say, you know what? Zach, I think this is a good idea. Give me 24 hours to process it. Let me come back and let's evaluate it. Let's make sure in partnership that this is the right thing for us to do. So I I love that I was able to get this kind of behind the scenes because I wasn't even, this isn't scripted. I didn't expect to hear that, but that's fantastic. I I would agree with you 110%, Natalie. And I think what you said there is key for any of your students that are going through your training, any potential CEO that's considering hiring an ops manager or an ops director is the stair step. It's the journey, right? You don't just wake up and suddenly take off one area of responsibility and put that onto somebody else. It's, I would agree with Greta that our situation's probably a little bit unique in that we had such a long history working together and that trust factor was already very much in place. I mean, for, for the better part of 15 years. So the surprise, like where this went further faster than what I was anticipating or expecting was it the quality of the questions she was learning to ask and the inquisitiveness in which she asked them? Like it was genuine. I'm not 
hey, Zach, I'm not checking boxes for some homework I got to do for Natalie and company. Like, I want to know. Hey, if you want to have those conversations, then get ready. Like, uh, we're going to have conversations we've never had before. But that for me was exciting, liberating, freeing, a little bit terrifying. But, you know, to have to let somebody in on the playbook, if you will, of the way you really think and what Mm -hmm. you're really working on and how oftentimes Greta in her silo, right? She saw like this much of what was actually going on. And now that she has a much bigger, broader picture of the mission, the vision, the goals, where we're headed between now and 2030, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know that I've ever even asked her this, but I'd be curious. What was your reaction over the last couple of months as you've been learning more of that and going from like this scope to this scope? It really makes my life easier because I know really what your thoughts are and what the end goal is. So I am not running in circles as much because I know what you want. Like I know what we're going towards. You've cast the vision and by doing that and having the big picture in mind, it makes my job easier to hammer out the details of where we're going and how, what do we need to do this year versus five years from now to have the big picture in mind and know more about what we're scaling on, what we're trying to accomplish, what you care about more than others, what's in the front versus, okay, we'll save that project for next year. That's not as important. So it actually made my life a lot easier because I had to guess. Um, we've been more of those conver- you know, strategic conversations of I knew what you were thinking. The rework too, as someone who has spent most of my career in a DO role of some capacity, an operator's role in some capacity, when you don't have those deep conversations and you are operating from a yes mentality, there's so much rework because you're doing just because they said to do, but they themselves I truly know that they need a counterpart before they start, they as the leader starts going down a certain path. And I think that the quality of the conversation is going to lead to a ton more clarity and direction as you embark on the next version. And and ultimately, we're all looking for the next version, whether it's ourselves, our company, the world. I mean, that's part of the human nature. and, And I'm grateful for that. So Greta, you are outstanding. I can tell that you guys have an awesome partnership and that's what we really strive for. I think a lot of us start as leaders of companies as wanting to be because we're following our own passions or in an opportunity that we see in the market and we as leaders enterprising, you know, thought leaders are like, "Ooh, I'm going to fill this. I'm going to solve that." And we feel like we have to do it ourselves. Now talking out of the other side of my mouth, we don't see that an operator could be extremely valuable sometimes until it's too late, until we as the CEO or the leader has taken on just absolutely too much. And we see burnout, we see frustration, we see people leaving the market. And we, visionaries like you, Zach, you can drive us crazy. No doubt about it, right? Visionaries are absolutely necessary. They can drive us crazy, but we are a partnership that has to happen for a company to scale. And we, I'm sure we all have, a, you know, in our pocket, we've seen companies that we admire, whether we know them or we worked for them, or we just see them because they're in our, in our local communities or even in the online space where they sunset over time. And I can promise you the companies that stay the test of time actually have a strategic partner that is helping them to navigate the unknowns. I mean, 
the CEOs and the leaders who don't have the gift of operations who are trying to navigate in January through June of 2020, I promise you are much more likely to be out of business today or have completely pivoted because that is what happens when you don't have that strong partnership. So Zach, I'm so grateful that you saw the opportunity in Greta that you guys have invested in one another because it seems like it has truly been both ways. And it's not that Zach is bringing you up or Greta's dragging you along. It does seem like you're you're walking hand in hand and you can tell that by the longevity too. So I'm super grateful that you guys were here today and shared a little bit about how all of this works. I know that people look at becoming a director of operations and CEOs out there are like, ooh, I need a person just like a Greta. I need a Greta in my business. And it just helps to to kind of expose this and show other people what it's like to have these functional relationships at this level and in a business. You know, sometimes people think, oh, my business isn't big enough or I'm not making enough money or whatever the, you know, insert objection is. And it's really probably around fear more than anything else. But when you say yes to this, I know that the possibility in whatever capacity you can bring on an operator, when you say yes to it, it makes your life, even outside of work, so much greater. I think it takes off the weight and the burden, some of the burden. I mean, it's not, I mean, as a leader, you've got the burden, unfortunately. That's what we signed up for as CEOs, but the partnership is definitely healthy, keeps us healthier longer. There's no doubt about it. I think I will be eternally grateful for the connection that was made at that event and getting referred over to you, Natalie. To be honest, I, I fall into that classic category that you just talked about. It's kind of like, you know, you need the additional help, but I don't even know who or where or how or when or ah, right. It's just like running too hard and too fast to slow down long enough to figure out mm-hmm. who, how, what, when, where. If it had not been for your program and taking somebody that I already trusted and putting them through your program, I don't know. It would have been, I have no idea. We'd still be trudging right along, but. I can say with complete confidence, the organization, the processes, the even something as simple as a tech stack, like our ClickUp project management software is more clean, more organized than actually works for the first time ever since Greta takes over those responsibilities and helps keep everybody on track and projects were actually getting done on time and on budget. I don't even know what to do right now. (laughs) So very, very, very exciting. Awesome. You guys, thank y'all so much for being here. And also, Zach, for investing, for seeing the potential in Greta. That's something that we find extremely gratifying internally. And of course, it serves both of you guys long term. So thank y'all so much for being here today. And we cannot wait for everyone to have a listen into how this works at the Benefit Doctors. Love it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.